you. Yeah. Being authentic to your truth and your share and not comparing ourselves to others because we Mm -hmm. do enough of that in our lives. And so I try to create a space where we don't compare ourselves. And like you said, we don't change our, our answer because that also allows just for more authenticity or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Bella, Alex, and Amy. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, ladies. Um, I feel like I'm excited about all the guests, but I'm really excited about this <laughs> one because she's a good friend of mine. Uh, and I'm excited to learn even more about her. Uh, we have Journey Henkart with us today. Journey is an international speaker, published author, and world traveler. Her book is endorsed by Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra, and John Gray to name a few. Uh, She has over 25 years of experience as a professional public speaker, sharing the stage with thought leaders such as Lisa Nichols, Robin Sharma, Jack Canfield, and John Maxwell. She has appeared on numerous radio and TV shows internationally, including The Oprah Show. I love this story. She is often hired by companies for staff team building workshops or to emcee their company events and retreats. Fun fact about Journey is that she can say the alphabet backwards. We did get a chance to see that. Welcome, Journey. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So now you have to do the alphabet. I think you better do it. (laughs) You gotta do it. Oh, no. Okay, we'll see. Let's see. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-D-F-E-D-C-B-A. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because she could be like not doing it. Yeah, we don't know. So I like how like you make it your fun fact. And then the last time we were at this talk, the journey did, she's like, and I'm not going to do it now. Fine, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so so good. Yeah, it's good because that's a whole different part of your brain. So that yeah. is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. I'll have to go back and make sure I'm doing it right. I learned it in elementary school and it oh. went with a song, which no, I will not sing right now. <laughs> I will break the mic. <laughs> yeah. So it's just something so fun. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Okay, Jern, well, tell us, tell us all about yourself, not yeah. a little bit about yourself. Tell yeah. us about you. Tell us everything. Um, because I love the bios, but it's just such a glimpse into who you are. So mm-hmm. tell us about you. Oh, wow. Where do I start? Yes, well, at the beginning. <laughs> I, was born. I was born. <laughs> I was born in Santa Cruz, California, mm-hmm. and I am originally from there. I've spent most of my life growing up in California, North and South. And um, now I'm in Canada. I've been yeah. in Canada for 10 years. I met the love of my life, my soulmate, on a party cruise in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it was a three-day party cruise and I fell in love right away. Moved oh. from Miami at the time to Calgary. So it was very oh cold. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I know. <laughs> the Miami <laughs> of Canada. <laughs> I didn't even have closed toe shoes. I didn't have a jacket. Because even when it you know, thunderstorming in Florida, you can still wear a sundress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and flip-flops. Yes. Yeah. But it was a warm yet freezing year in Calgary. Cause warm because we were so in love. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she didn't out. see anything. She didn't else. see all she needed. She stayed in her apartment. Yeah. 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 The weather I or the the weather would be freezing outside, but sunny, and I would just crank the heat up to 27 degrees yes. and pretend like it was warm out. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> And then you moved to 
California. Yes, which (laughs) is like California most of the time, not in the winter, let's be honest. (laughs) I'm still getting used to living in the snow, but I love Kelowna. I've lived in some (laughs) incredible places. Bali, well, Bali is very great with community and connection and consciousness, but I have to say Kelowna, I love so much with the people that I've met Mm -hmm. here and just how much everyone is so open to growth Mm -hmm. and connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're always saying that too, like just how the connections here are so good, how people are so supportive of one another, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, so open to community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, wanting to see each other succeed. Succeed. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. A, That's big a big one. Yeah, I like Never, that. Like I said, we have moved here, what, a year and a half ago, uh, just over that. And the connections that I build with the community and the women around is just phenomenal. And I keep, I keep saying it, but I was just so quickly you create these deeper bonds and really wanting to work together and help each other out and elevate and lift up. It's, it's, it's like a vortex. Like we talked yeah. about. Yeah, it, it is. is. It, 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 it really is just crazy how, yeah, yeah this, the, the energies of Kelowna. So, yeah, it's very not, unique. Not, maybe I should stop. So like now, we're yeah, nobody move here. There's no vortex. Else. It's fine. No, no, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> it is very unique. I think yeah. we're very lucky. Yeah. It's cool. And I okay. Last digression about Kelowna, but I also think it's cool too because a lot of people who either grew up here. Like one of my good friends in Vancouver is like, oh, Kelowna is so clicky because she grew up here. I'm like, I don't find that. And I don't find anyone who's moved to Kelowna and met people that I've come up to has found that either. I think it's like a very open community. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, community. Yes. Thank you, Kelowna. Yeah. <laughs> so like tell us journey, all the things I love your, the, okay. So one of the things I'm totally digressing, but one of the things I love, you're such an entrepreneur. You have this book, you've done all these things. I kind of also want to know, like, I I once went on a deep dive of your mom's Instagram account, who's also such a powerful, strong entrepreneur. So obviously, I'm going to assume she had a quite a part in shaping your journey as an entrepreneur, or knowing that you could be an entrepreneur. I just want to know about that. Oh, absolutely. Both of my parents were have always been entrepreneurs, and taught me a lot about what I know, not only in finding your passion and making it your business, but also who we are along the way. Mm. Being able to stay grounded, stay true to who we are, stay connected to what's really important. Um, And yeah, I mean, I do have to tell you something really funny because out of college, I moved from Southern California from Orange County to San Francisco. And I wanted to be like everyone else and try to get a normal corporate job. And so I did, I got a job and I called my parents. I had them both on the phone. I was like, you guys, mom, dad, please don't be disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) I have a corporate job. Yeah, I'm getting a nine to five. (laughs) That's okay. We still love you, honey. (laughs) We support anything you want to do. You couldn't go be an actress. Like you just couldn't go, you know, be an artist. No, you gotta be a nine to five. It lasted eight months, but I did it. Nice. Oh my God. I love that story. But I did. I learned so much from my parents and I feel grateful because now I get to pass that on in little ways with my toddler. Um, I think like one of the things I've always remembered, just taking away from the entrepreneur, but just in terms of who we are as we build things, my mom taught me magic hands when I was little, which now I know is called Reiki, but I didn't know that at the time. And so we'd rub our hands together and put our hands over whatever was hurting. And um, it was just our 
showing us how, showing me and my brother how to use our own energy Mm. for healing. Mm. And now my son does it. I got bonked the other day and he was like, magic hands. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, I love that when you see, you know, your parenting and then the coming out of your kids are such good little mirrors for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell, so you are very, you know, your whole thing is connection. And that is something that you are very well known for is that your events bring people together really quickly, really fast, and you go deep quick. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, I feel like I've heard this story a couple of times, but I'm going to hear it again. How did that, how was that born for you? Like, how did that start? Well, I have been leading workshops since I was 12 with my mom, actually. on mm. We started off on communication skills for parents and kids. And growing up, basically, in front of a stage or in the workshop world, I always loved when other people would get to learn from each other to be able to realize, oh, I'm not alone in what I'm going through. Oh, that person has experienced something that I've experienced. And it gives everyone just the courage to keep on going through the really hard times when we know that other people have made it through. And that really inspired me. And so I wanted to create more of that, more spaces where people could connect and learn from each other. So in 2018, I was living in Vancouver at the time and people were saying how hard it was they felt in Vancouver to meet great people and to have connections with people that wasn't outside of drinking and bars. And I said, oh, well, I know how to do this. Let's do something. So I brought 10 of my friends together at another friend's house. And we just started with the connection questions. And I, I set it up so that everyone got to hear from everyone. And they loved it so much. We decided to do it twice a month. And it went on for a year and a half. And then companies started hiring me to do it for their staff, to get to know each other. And I also had feedback forms after every single one. So I got to hear and learn what they wanted more of or less of or expand deeper in. Mm. And I I just grew it to be what they wanted. And when I came to Kelowna, I said, I want to offer this to the community for people to connect either through social connections or business, but really business happens, business connections happen as a side result when we really authentically connect with people. I love mm-hmm. that. And I love, I was thinking about your connecting, like your uh, events, sorry, I was about to call it the wrong name, but um, the heart centered. Um, but anyway, I was at the yacht club and a lady walked in and I recognized her from your event. And it's so nice to be able to see someone outside of those networking events when you're not just like, oh, hi, I kind of forget your name, whatever. I knew her name. I talked to her. We had like a five minute conversation. It wasn't awkward. And I think that that was nice because I was like, had we not had a deeper conversation mm-hmm. networking, it wouldn't have been like that. Yeah. I love hearing that. That yeah. is what I was put on this world in this, on this planet for. I feel it should be able to create those those heartfelt connections mm-hmm. because yeah, I take out the awkwardness of the mm-hmm. networking where it's just the dry, like handing out business cards like candy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I no, it's that. totally, totally. When I went to your event for the first time. Uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was kind of like speed dating, but getting to know people, mm-hmm. right? So taking that and, and like digging deep, you know, some of the questions I'm like, I can't relate because I was like, I'm 43 and I had somebody who's still in school in high school or um, uh, not high school, university. And like, we're trying to find something that's 
together. But it was fun finding out things that they like mm-hmm. and then what I like. And then we came to one. Oh, we both like Kelowna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least we, we love that, right? So just to get to know where they're at. And then, you know, she went in deeper to tell me she's not sure if she wants to use her degree because she's called to do something else. Although I would have never known that about yeah. her, mm-hmm. right? And then we were, I was able to kind of, you know, provide some sort of a not guidance, but, you know, my, my feedback, almost. feedback. Yeah. On, you know, cause I'm older. So now I'm just like, okay, take it from the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You don't have to decide today. You don't have to decide today. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, and I love it too, because I feel like in the questioning and when you're asked a question and someone is listening, it's, sometimes you, things come out that you don't even know, right? right? It's yeah. like such a self-exploration mm-hmm. when you're put on the, the spot and it's like, oh, wow, that was interesting. Where did that come from? You know, yeah. like I love your one question when you do the, like tell your your life in a certain amount of time and it's like, what comes up, you know, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating. Yeah, and it is almost a an opportunity for reflection. What are the things that came up? What are the things that didn't come up that I would have mm-hmm. liked to share? And one of the biggest, you know, I guess pieces of work in that is the not thinking because we are so often in our heads and thinking first instead of just being in the moment. And so to be able to listen to someone else share in that way and clear our minds without the idea of what am I going to say next? It just gives such a gift to that person and to you to have that space. And then, yeah, seeing what comes up in in the questions, it, it allows us to connect in different ways. And, you know, the truth is so many of us have so much in common that we often don't get the opportunity to find out. We're going to events, we're passing each other, you know, whether it's in Costco or it's at, you know, networking events or, or in restaurants. And we might have so much in common to the person next to us. Mm-hmm. But unless we're given that space, because otherwise mm-hmm. it's awkward. If you're like, hi, I'm Journey. What's your favorite travel story? That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? But if it's put in a, in a space where it makes sense and we can have fun with it yeah. and it moves fast, then yeah, like you said, we mm-hmm. get to learn a lot about each other in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then we know who we want to follow up with. Or Alex, like you said, you run into someone you're like, I actually know you. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, kudos to you because you create that environment. Yeah. You really oh, do. Yeah. You do it beautifully. Um, and I love how you say, you know, at your, your, your events, um, you know, don't change what you're going to say based on someone else. Like you always say, someone might tell a really sad story and you want it to be happy. And I think that's just such a good buffer for how to do your life because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we might be feeling a certain way, but if someone's not, we might dim our light or, you know, so I love that so much that you, that you say that. Thank you. Yeah. Being authentic to your truth and your share and not comparing ourselves to others because mm-hmm. we do enough of that in our lives. And so I try to create a space where we don't compare ourselves. And like you said, we don't change our our answer because that also allows just for more authenticity or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. able to show up as who we are, not to fit in or be an even, even, yeah, even yeah. out the space. Yeah. And so you do so many things, Journey. I feel like every time I'm like, wow, she does a lot. You do breathwork series. You do, you've got, you know, finance series going on. So um, tell me a little bit about the evolution of you and what part of it are you most excited about right now? 
Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me 10 minutes to think about no, it. No. <laughs> um, gosh, you know what? Anything that I do, my the thing I love most is when I can bring people together. I mean, mm-hmm. that might sound cliche, but the best compliment that I ever get are from people saying, I just met up with so-and-so who I met at your event. Or someone else sent me a message that said, she said, I just got flowers from someone I met at your event. And I just, that just fills me up knowing that those connections are being made that are authentic, lasting, real relationships. So yes, breath work, connecting, speaking, um, but all of it is just about those relationships that are being formed. And that's what I'm the most excited about. That's cool. Yeah. And I do believe a lot of it filters into all of it. I mean, breath work, whether someone is you know, about to do a meeting for their staff Mm -hmm. or they're going to get on a podcast or up on stage or I don't know, hire a new person or go to an interview or as a parent, breath work is so important. It's something that's automatic and yet we suck at unless Mm -hmm. we put thought into because so many of us breathe from our chest Mm -hmm. and we're often in fight or flight because we're busy. We have to-do lists, we're late. And so we breathe from here, from our chest instead of from our bellies to allow ourselves to fully breathe. So in all of that, I, I always try to incorporate slowing down our breath, breathing in fully and just different tips. I mean, for anyone even listening, if you're ever stressed, breathing uh, out for a double count can help tell your parasympathetic nervous system that you're safe. So breathing in for four, out for eight. Wow. Breathing, especially breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing in for four, out for eight. If you're stressed, if you're late, it helps tell your body that you're, yeah, that you're safe and you can calm down that way. Do you know that like they um, now in school teach kids about that? It's like the five finger breathing and they they like breathe and then it goes down and then you breathe out. But I mean, how nice to be teaching that at a young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stress management. <laughs> yeah, I'm For kidding. sure. A hundred percent. I remember I was being, I was like eight or something, <coughs> no, 10, Sorry. 10, 11. Um, and I didn't realize I carry my, when I'm stressed, I feel like my throat is constricting. I have like, I have a lump in my throat. I can't swallow, you know, that. So I had my first stressors, I guess, early on, I went to the doctor and he laughed at me. Oh, do you got a frog in your throat or whatever? And I was so heartbroken because I didn't like, I'm like, I am feeling something and like nobody's believing me. It was terrible. Like, so now I do, I teach my children to breathe a little bit. I need to pick it up a little bit more, but yeah, just to breathe and slow down. When you're angry, take your deep breaths Mm -hmm. because it really does help. Whether it's stress, emotion, like, you know, yeah, just just breathe. (laughs) The power of the pause. It is, yeah. Yeah. So, so crazy. So tell me, because you're an entrepreneur, you have a small child. How old is he? He's almost three. Three years old. How was your journey, you know, like your, because as entrepreneurs, we don't get any maternity leave. We don't get any of that. So how was your journey? Journey. (laughs) (laughs) From, you know, being entrepreneur to like pregnancy to like motherhood and Mm. and marrying those two, because it is quite disruptive Mm -hmm. when you don't have the you know, nine to five mm-hmm. corporate job. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I personally loved being pregnant and 
then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so we had our son in June, just right after the world shut down, which was frightening. And then also in a way, a blessing when he was born, there was no nothing to do, mm-hmm. nothing I was missing out on, mm-hmm. no one getting together. And so I had an, a true baby bubble and got to really just be in that quiet and that space. And then after three months, I was like, okay, I'm ready to do stuff. And the world was shut down. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's what we've been dealing with for a while. So I was about a bit late to the game with that. But um, it was really special to be able to have that just quiet time. Mm-hmm. And then and then I started getting back into the groove of my events and my workshops. And, it, and that part was exciting. And it was uplifting and it was empowering and it was also really messy, Mm -hmm. very messy. And you know, that truth has to be told because I always thought being a mompreneur would be just cleaner than it is Mm, (laughs) literally sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I've learned so much. I'm constantly learning and um, yeah, it's definitely a continuous process. I have to share one story if that's Go okay. Go ahead. Please yes. do. Because I'm talking about how messy and literally how messy it can be. So I will never, ever, ever forget. And I'm sorry for you listening because no, none of you probably will either. <laughs> I'm just going to warn you right now. Um, I was getting ready to do a Zoom where I was going to be presenting. And luckily someone else was introducing me and doing a bit of an intro And so I had everything ready. They knew I had a little kid. So I just, you know, I was on the floor with a cool background still, but I could still be there with him. I think he was 16 months old at the the time. I had some new toys to keep him occupied and knew he'd make a little appearance once in a while, but I figured I had it down. And so just right when when it was about to turn for me, my, my son comes over. He'd been in the hallway and he comes over next to me and I smell something and I'm like, oh no, please no. But I just have to get through this call and then I'll take care of his diaper, right? Yeah. And then he, I see his fingers and I'm like, oh, oh. no, that is not mud. I'm like, oh no. So I quickly messaged the host that was, I said, blow out, be right back, please stall. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful and I wanted to cry and also laugh at the same time thinking, yeah. okay, this is the messiness of, of being a mom entrepreneur and just got to go with it. Right. But I think in the moments of that, in the messy moments, the coping skills, like you mentioned, the breath work or the grounding, those are, that's when all the things that we can learn from books, podcasts, personal growth, those are the times that it all comes into play. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially with our children. Yeah. It's not always easy. (laughs) I think that was such a beautiful thing about COVID too, is, you know, everyone was online at Zoom with your kids and mm-hmm. your pets and your significant others. And it really just created a space for the world that was like, this is my life and it's all coming with me. Yeah, yeah it's we were totally all of normal. A really real about, you know, the joke about everybody wearing sweatpants yeah. and then the tops were, you yeah. know, it's like, it's it's a real thing. And it was kind of like, and now you see it, the world's in a bit of a hybrid situation, like a situation yeah, think, where yeah. we have some at home, mm-hmm. some, and it's real. It's like, okay, yeah. my kids are sick today, so they're home. Guess yeah. what? Or bring your kids to work yeah. or, you know. Yeah, I think it, what COVID did with that is kind of normalize the fact that we all have Yes, like, yeah, children. Not all, all <laughs> Some of us, us, but you know, we those do that do have young kids. Like, I mean, shit hits the fan a lot, <laughs> right? So I'm the, I'm the one that's getting the calls from school, whatever. Yeah. 
I now he's away, but when we lived in Edmonton, you know, nobody called my husband. Mm-hmm. No, to pick, it was me because I worked from home, right? right. So, um, yeah, I think what the Zoom did and what COVID did is just kind of normalize real life. Mm-hmm. Totally. Instead of you know just being out there and oh we not, we have nothing that my job is my job and it that's yeah. all that is mm-hmm. it's actually no because like there's shit that's happening at home yeah. whether it's relationships whether it's kids yeah. whether it's parents grab whatever it is now we we kind of make space for that mm-hmm. so yeah I, I love that and it is so important and that's why I love what you three are doing with the podcast and with your social media because it is helping everyday people to remember that they're not alone in the mess, in the chaos. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can feel really isolating, especially if we're working from home and we don't have those, you know, water cooler conversations of, oh, you too, me too. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so being able to see that and say, oh, they're dealing with that too. Okay. It's not just me. Yeah. Right. It just gives everyone more hope and courage to get through it. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for saying that because I feel like that's why we started it. So it's nice to hear that it's resonating that way. Yeah. yeah. Like on Mondays after this, I usually have a group call. It's like a work co-working sesh and it's from one to four and there's three mums on it. And we always like work for 50 minutes, take a 10 minute break. And um, we all work on the same project. But anyway, it's so nice because everybody has kids. And sometimes the one mom leaves to like go pick up her kid. And she's like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. One day they wanted to cancel it because there was a pro D day. And we, and then the other lady's like, no, this is the problem. We all have kids. We're all going to have kids in the background. We're going to keep this meeting going because it's like normal yeah, right yeah, and yeah. just do it right yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah no it's, it's good to have life. that support and be like this is life this is what's happening I'm still productive I'm still doing my job mm-hmm. but now I have people in the background people in the background <laughs> and I may have to you know step out and referee a fight or yeah. something yeah. Like it'll be, it'll, it's it's fine yeah. yeah for me it's helped me I I always tell all my clients, like kids have really helped me put boundaries in place Mm -hmm. because I would probably work a million hours. And so knowing that those littles, you know, who are not so little anymore need you, it's easier to say no to working overtime or working past time. Or sometimes it's like, I would have never canceled clients. Like I would have come in on my deathbed, but now if my kids are sick, I'll move clients if I absolutely have to. So they create such good boundaries sometimes too. And I think the world is so much more understanding about that moving now. Yeah. And I think a big... I know for me personally, work for me is being so present when I'm with my son because it can be really easy as an entrepreneur to say, I'm just going to, you know, an email came in, I'll just respond real quick or um, I'm just going to take this call. And then we're really split with the time. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said that being able to set up boundaries on both sides. I'm with my kids right now. I'm going to focus 100%. And then working on being more focused and not doing laundry while setting, doing oh emails. Gosh, right? I know it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes then, I have to leave the house. Yeah. Like, doesn't. Yeah. But then how, it doesn't get done. I know. Right? Yeah. It's a fairy, the fast yeah. fairy of cleaning. <laughs> the fairies. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that present time with our with our kids, I think is really, really important. And it's what we do when we're with them, the mm-hmm. eye contact, the, I'm, you know, I, I had a real eye, eye opener when my, you know, he was probably two when he started saying, phone down, mommy, phone down. And right. I was like, Ooh. Ooh. I was like <laughs> yeah. I need to get my phone down. You and just shamed me. Right? We're like yeah. playing, <laughs> you know, playing in the living room and I'm just, oh, quick text. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's that's totally yeah. My kids told me, my like, kids you're too. always on your phone. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I mean, that that's their experience, right? So yeah. I do make a conscious uh, decision now to put the phone down and 
Yeah, you know, just I'm hang out. Like, Where's my phone? Because I put it somewhere where I can't find it. And then everybody <laughs> yeah. in the house has to call me because <laughs> I don't know where my phone I is. I love that do not disturb feature on our mm-hmm. phone. I use it all the time because otherwise I'm so ADD that if it comes in, I'll be like, I got to check it. I got to mm-hmm. check it. I gotta, I'm just going to check it and I won't answer it. And I get so derailed as to what I'm doing. Totally. So I love that feature and I'll put it on, like kind of try to keep it. And if I'm with my kids, I'll just put I it I think that away. one is a huge mom hack. Mm-hmm. Do not disturb. Yeah. Turn it off. Being yeah. present with the family. And then also the other mom hack. Yeah, get Getting out of the house to do yeah. actual yeah. work yeah. stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're really good for that. Because yeah. it's like, well, there's times when my mom lives uh, with us, right? Too. And, you know, when I'm in the house, yes, it's my office, but I'm technically working, but she has 5 million things to tell me, five things, you know? So it, there's always this interruption, right? So, yeah, I, I tend to, when I really need to hammer things out, I will pick myself out of the house and, mm-hmm. and go, sorry, mom, but, you know, sometimes I have to work still love you thanks for doing all the laundry yeah i've done calls from my car before in oh, the garage yeah. pretending like i was gone <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. do take time in the car i pull up to the driveway and then i'm like mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna d whatever mm-hmm. and then prep myself to get into the house yeah, so, that's funny. Yeah. That's someone else said that I, at the chic retreat. I think it was Laurent. She was saying that sometimes she would sit in her car and just like her kid would be at the window yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely She's like, I, this is my time. Yeah, <laughs> not coming in. Um, so, Jern, you, you, your, your partner, your husband works from home as well, right? He does. Yeah. yeah, and you always say, I mean, you would talk very highly of him, and he sounds like he's amazing. So that probably helps that he's home as well. Does that help your yes. entrepreneurial? Oh, absolutely. Ventures? Especially because we don't have any family in town. Right. My mom will come visit for stints of time, which we love. We're trying to get her to move to Canada. And then my husband's family is in Vancouver and the rest of our family is just very spread out. So yes, I'm very lucky. He is so available and such a hands-on dad and honestly a much better cook than I am. So he does most of the meals. I'm so grateful. And we just do a schedule calendar. Okay. You know, he's, he has Jack's this morning and then I'll have him this afternoon. And then he is in daycare twice a week. So that helps a lot, <laughs> but yeah, that is everything. Cause I think I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really helps for sure. And so tell us about your little munchkin right now. He's how old is he? He's turning three in June yeah. and he's just talking so much more, which is amazing. And I can tell he's less frustrated because he can communicate. Yeah. So that's everything, being able to actually say what he wants to say. And um, yeah, it's just cute. Some of the words, like my favorite, he says, instead of strawberry, he goes, he says, strawby boy. Aww. I'm like, can you say that again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, excuse me, so I'm watching her. She's like so in love with her child. And then they talk <laughs> now, back, uh, right? And then at one point you're oh just my. like, damn. Because I always had the, uh, the ladies were telling me, just wait. Because you're so in love with them talking now. And just wait until they start talking back but I do miss like we were at a baby shower uh, for a friend and I was never a baby person until now because I'm older and I have older kids and now I'm like oh this baby you know does it look good on me honey and he's like yeah you just have to put it back (laughs) so yeah I feel like that too I'll see a baby and I think 
Oh, wouldn't that be? No, it's not out of it. For like <laughs> the last like 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, remember that. And then you remember all the other stuff, right? Like I always say, I always had this vision at one point before I had kids, I thought I wanted four of them. So did I, yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's have one. And at no point in my dream did I imagine, you know, someone always being whiny about how much longer and where are we going? And then the fighting and the, you know. This is so, so boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was not part of the dream, but. Um, <laughs> uh, reality. Yes, it is. It's reality, but it is, as you said, you know, it can be the most beautiful, rewarding. I tell everyone, you don't need therapy. You just need to have kids. They'll point out every yeah. single thing you need to work <laughs> yeah. on. Well, and in mirrors. reality, there's the other sides of it too, right? I mean, we have some meltdowns and I feel like my biggest work, like you said, you don't need therapy. My biggest work is when he's done with his meltdown, he's ready to hug and play and he's done with it. And I'm like, okay, time for me to like release. <laughs> I need to get out of that. Yeah, yeah, forgive, release, let yeah. go, move on. What do I need to do? And and you're right. It is so much as the of the work I feel like is for me to grow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they teach us so much for mm-hmm. sure. I do remember loving that stage. And even at the baby shower yesterday, I was like, oh, I do miss that stage. Like the little cuteness and like toddling around and being like, I want this or like, I'm so cute. And then this one mom was like, oh, you know, I just left every stage of parenting so far. And I was like, wait till they turn nine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I loved every stage once it passed. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there was like trying moments because I have mom of twins, right? So everything mm-hmm. was doubled yeah, for me. Right. So the baby stage, now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute and whatever. But when I was in it, I was like scheduled this, you know, had two boobs, two babies, you know, it was like two change diapers, everything compounded. So it was stressful once I got through that phase. I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then we got to the next phase. Mm -hmm. And then whatever that phase brings, it was always amplified because there's two, right? Mm -hmm. And there's such different personalities. But every stage I look back, I'm like, oh, this was my favorite. Oh, I love this stage. Now I'm on the stage and I love, you know, that we have connections. Like, you know, I, I talk smack sometimes, you know, with the children, but I do love them. I have these like overwhelming feelings. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love my children. And they'll, <laughs> they'll say something. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I do. I love this stage because we get to connect on it. Like I get to learn who they really are. Mm-hmm. And we have, uh, you know, like bedside chats because they sleep with, us still um and yeah it was it, it like that's my favorite part because now their little personalities their attitudes what are they thinking the it's fun life. right talking about boys and which crushes, is, crushes. Oh, <laughs> Jax so has cute. a crush already Aww. he talks about Isla this little Aww. girl in his daycare he goes Aww. I like Isla yeah it's really sweet he that's also has cute. a cousin named Isla so it could be her as well but I I do relate to what you're saying. I do feel like every stage has been my favorite. And right now I feel like we're in such a great stage, Mm -hmm. but there's, yeah, there's the hardships to everyone and and he's not nine yet. So we'll see, but um, yeah, it is really cool seeing the personality come out and the, you know, just different things that he's into and really, um, I I do feel like he's a wise soul. Watching him and my mom connect is really cool because I know she's sharing her magic with him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. So are you done with one? I'm, we're going to hope for two. So I am 41 now and I want to, you know, just normalize that it's okay to be an older parent because most of our friends have older kids Mm -hmm. until we came to Kelowna. And then I actually like to say Kelowna made me pregnant Mm -hmm. because my husband and I had, I've been together 10 years now and 
big travelers, entrepreneurs, all that. But then, yeah, about a year after we were here, we like, okay, let's do it. So, um, yeah, I hopefully we'll be able to give Jax another sibling in the next year or two. We'll see. Cross our fingers. Mm. And it's yeah. fun trying, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian likes to say, practice every day. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but practice yeah. a lot. Like the goal is to practice every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. Yeah. Now we just practice a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say this, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but um, you know, I thought I was busy with one. Like I remember when I had my second one, I thought, how the hell did I think I was busy with one? <laughs> like mm. your whole life just changes and it's such an interesting dynamic. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, having siblings and, you know, it, it's motherhood is a journey either way you slice it, whether it's one or eight kids, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a journey. Well, you know? and I'm really close with my brother and Ian's really close with his sister. And so that does feel like something special. You never know, right? Mm-hmm. But to have those, that sibling connection, especially once we're gone, life happens, you know, all yeah. that. So I do feel like having a sibling is a nice gift. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, really busy. I'm sure when you have two, he'll be older. So hopefully he'll be more in the stage of helping. I can yeah. hope. <laughs> Cross my fingers. What'll be nice is he'll be in the stage where he can actually sit for a few minutes. Right. Right. And you'll have that precious time with your little one. Yeah. Which will be yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Like Evie was four, almost four when Parker was born. And I actually did, like, I always wanted my kids to be like two years apart. And I was like devastated they weren't. But then, I had this four-year-old who was so much more mature and I could be like, yes, I know you're frustrated right now, but we're going to have an hour to hang out just me and you when this baby goes to bed. So let's mm-hmm. put this baby to bed. Mm-hmm. And she was more like um, mature emotionally that she could be like, okay, fine. This annoys me, but I'm going to do it. I mean, now she's kind of like, you drive me crazy, but hopefully that passes. <laughs> but, uh, I think she's still trying to get yeah, into bed yeah. <laughs> But I, I think that there was that, like I watched my sister um, who had two kids under two and she was like, and her kids were like, mommy. And they're both like, grabbing her like, and I was like, I, and my other sister, her kids are quite a bit further apart as well. And we were both like, we didn't have this problem. Like it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. So no matter what age, I think it all works out. Well, yeah. and I love what you said, you know, even just rewinding a little bit where you said, I know you're frustrated and, and I think that goes such a long way. Being able to identify our kids' emotions and feelings, making them okay. And then saying what needs to happen. I think, you know, that idea of conscious parenting takes a lot more words mm-hmm. and a lot more energy. But when we can acknowledge them for having their feelings and invite them into the process of what needs to happen. I, yeah, it usually goes a longer way for right? sure. Oh, I remember having the biggest fight with my mom once. And also like, she was just like, okay, Evie, don't cry. And I was like, she is allowed to cry. <laughs> Everybody's allowed to hear your own emotions. Don't just sit there and tell her she can't cry. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like such a different generation where we're like, you can't have these emotions or push that emotion down or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah. 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 That's- Getting them to, I, that's, I find that for me is having to really break the cycles of how we were parented and not that my parents weren't fabulous, but there was a lot of that, like, why are you crying? What, stop crying. There's nothing to cry about. Yeah. And so really teaching our children, I think we're evolving. We're going in the right direction as parents, um, teaching our kids that it's healthy. Like I always say to my kids, yes, cry because you almost always feel better after a good cry. Absolutely. You know, it's such yes. a release. It's a cleanse and it's normalizing 
like you said, you know, feelings, right? Yeah. And not repressing them so that we have to do the work later as adults. <laughs> right, yes. right. Letting it yeah, out. I gotta go to therapy now. for this. I mean, they're probably gonna go to therapy yeah. anyway, but... <laughs> if we do it now, we'll save so much money in therapy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, releasing emotions is huge. And I know there have been a few times where I've gone to my car in the garage to just roar, like literally roar and let it out. And uh, one time I didn't realize that my husband and my son could hear me in the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny. so I thought I just had like the whole garage to myself and I'm just letting it go <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see Jax open the door like frightened Aww. so I'm like wiping my tears opening the door like I'm fine honey I'm, just, like, I'm having some emotions and crying <laughs> crying feels good I tried to make it okay yeah so then the next time I, I was like okay Ian would you just pump some tunes I'm going yeah. to the garage screaming so, yeah, <laughs> going yeah. Oh, I love it that brings me to so I want to talk a little bit about I want you to tell us a little bit more about breath work and the science behind that because I'm fascinated but something that I love so much about you because I've done a lot of your things is tell us you talk about the shaking and the shaking it out and the you know the um, bouncing for energy tell me about that yes bouncing and shaking it actually so much of our of our emotions is held in our body and so if you've ever had a really good massage and then left and gone in the car and just started crying and you don't know why or maybe you're on the table and had some emotions when we're able to release that in our body it we don't have to do the talk therapy of talking for an hour. It just releases and it's gone. That mm-hmm. easy. And I mean, it's not always that easy, but sometimes, sometimes the layers, yeah. at least a layer is released. So our bodies, when we bounce and literally shake ourselves, we're releasing emotion. We're getting the lymphatic system moving and it is really healthy. So people who run, I'm not a runner, by the way. <laughs> I run when I'm late for things. That's about it. <laughs> but but people who are runners, they feel the the serotonin boosting and the energy high because they're, sh- you know, that's one of the, the benefits. And so, um, yeah. And breath work is a huge release. Being able to breathe actually fully oxygenate the body. When we breathe in rhythm, our whole bodies, our any nature is all in rhythm. And so when we're able to breathe in rhythm, the style of breath work I'm certified in is Soma breath work. And so it's rhythmic breathing with this music called tripneural music that shakes up the cells. And people do have these incredible releases without it being dramatic it just goes they just mm-hmm. feel it or they see it and it goes so yeah I mean 10 minutes of shaking in the morning like you can actually go a long way with that mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. that's cool is that kind of a kundalini thing too I think kundalini is a little bit like that right there's a lot of bouncing and a lot of moving am I right Do you yeah know about that? I don't personally know enough to say about that but I know kundalini for breath moves things around mm. in in breath and I mean any sort of of breath work or pranayama or yogic breathing, any of that will help the body and, and help to release things that, yeah, don't need to be in there. Yeah, breath yeah. work's so powerful for sure. So powerful. I remember the one that I did was like, I thought I was doing it and um, then she had like the sound and everything and I thought, oh my God, how do I leave after this? Like, I felt like I was in such a trance. Like it was like, and I don't do a lot of drugs, but imagine what it was like <laughs> drugs are like. And uh-huh. I thought, are we supposed to drive home after this? <laughs> like, how does this work? Yeah. I, it's so important to get grounded after those because yeah, yeah you are kind of floating mm-hmm. and there is a huge rush of those feel-good hormones. I know like the style of breath work that we do, we really send energy up into our third eye as well and mm. it stimulates the pineal gland, which does release serotonin and dopamine and even DMT. So people are having these wild experiences, seeing colors, all these cool things. 
and really just getting high on our own breath. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. So give me some tips. What are some of your go-tos for grounding? Okay, definitely. Well, I mentioned a little bit breathing in through your belly. Like if you look at a baby who breathes, their whole belly expands. Mm. But we, especially as women, are ta- taught to suck it in and you know yeah. tighten and, and make our bellies look flat. So giving yourself the gift of, you can even put one hand on your belly and one hand on your chest and feel the hand on your belly expand first, really filling your belly. For me, that really helps ground me. Um, if I'm late for something or feeling irritated, doing that belly breath really helps ground me. Wiggling my toes helps me feel centered and ground actually grounding in earth. So feet on the grass or feet on the sand up against a tree. It might sound like, you know, all crunchy, but connecting with nature is proven to really help us literally ground. Um, I would say girl chats help ground me. When we talk with our friends and we're not judged, we're not solving anything, we're just talking, oxytocin is released. And so that is a therapeutic thing, just girl talk. So mm-hmm. I try to do that too when I feel overwhelmed. And then when I'm in a, you know, yeah, when I'm when I'm with my family, I just in those moments where everyone's happy, getting along, fed, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just I I take moments to just feel gratitude. And I think gratitude is Maybe, you know, we talk, it's talked about a lot in personal growth and people can kind of look over it, but feeling those feelings of gratitude for what we have in front of us, even the tough moments, Mm -hmm. it does for me, it brings me to a place of just being centered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being present. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And so um, in your breath work, so you said you're SOMA certified. What is SOMA breathing? How is that different from other breathing techniques? Yeah, great question. So SOMA breath work is created by our friend Niraj, who um, I met through A-Fest and Mind Valley. I was a speaker for them and did a lot of their events. And so we met in Barcelona. There was a month where all these entrepreneurs came together and we just worked together, learned together. Cool. So that was really fun. And that's where I learned Soma Breathwork. So Niraj learned from Wim Hof. He studied with him and then make made his own twist. So it is a blend of rhythmic breathing. So in for four, out for four, or in for two, out for two. There's different vari- variations. And then breath holds. So letting all the air out and holding your breath out for as long as you can. And during that time, the more you do it, the easier it gets because it's really hard at first. But there's so that's where the magic is. There's cellular renewal. You're you're teaching your body to actually deal with like handle oxygen better, to be more efficient with oxygen, I should say. And then holding your breath in, and then that is what sends the energy up and and really feel, helps you feel connected and helps stimulate the pineal gland. So it's those those three methods of breathing along with this music, and the music is powerful. They make it specifically for the style of breath and it um, it helps with heart coherence. So mm. it really helps just align your body, your cells, your breathing. And so you're breathing to beats, mm. which is another really cool part of it that helps us get out of our head because we're just drifting away by the sounds of the music. Mm. So it helps take it another layer, layer deeper. And is there kind of a learning curve for that? Because I feel like I've tr- a couple times I've tried to do the Wim Hof. I felt really lightheaded and kind of like, d- d- should I push through and kind of keep going or? Oh, 100%. If someone mm-hmm. said, I want to run a marathon and they run run one time, would you say, don't oh. do it? <laughs> I mean, I might because I would <laughs> 
was running, I would definitely be like, don't do it. <laughs> not for me. It's a sign. But yeah. if that's someone's goal, you'd say, try again. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Practice. It's a muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first couple of times, it's hard on the diaphragm and the lungs and it feels like work. It's breath work, yeah. right? But when the more that you do it, the easier it gets. So mm-hmm. when I did it, um, I was doing a series where we were meeting once a week and everyone noticed that they were able to hold their breath out longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer. Some didn't even need to take little sips of air in. And it's such a cool, it's just, it's really empowering when people are able to f- see themselves getting mm-hmm. better at something and then you feel the difference. So yeah, yeah and the lightheaded, I will say, is not a bad thing at first. Okay. Your, your fingers might get tingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might feel lightheaded, but when you when you just feel into that more, I mean, people, the creativity expands. So people have these mm-hmm. business ideas mm-hmm. or realizations or just feelings of just deeper connection with the world. So there's a lot of cool places you can go with it the more that you do it. You know, you know what? I was just thinking how you said in the last thing that you can't quiet your mind, like breathing, if you focus on that and you practice it, then that leads to being able to quiet your mind eventually, but it's hard at first. Mm-hmm. Well, you're giving your mind something else to focus on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the style that I that I do, I am the guide the whole way. So I'm helping people focus on what they want to call into their life or what they want to let go of. And so it's a visualization as well. Yeah. And again, with the music, just I mean, so my husband and my son are my traveling crew. Whenever we go when we do a um breathwork event, they come and set up our speakers and the microphone. And so the music is loud, not too loud where it's annoying, but it's there. And then I have a microphone, even if it's as small as 15 people to really give that full experience. So, Mm -hmm. so cute. Cause now Jax is always doing the sound check and he goes, he goes, breathe in, breathe out. So cute. Oh my God. He is definitely such a personality. So yeah, yeah, the music is a big part of it. Yeah. So yeah, we're like planning a, a cold plunge. Yes, I and mean, we should do the breath work first. I think <laughs> we should go and do breath work first and then, you know, sauna second, sauna cold second. first. Yeah. 1000%. If you, yeah, even doing it right before you get in yeah. will make it's so much easier. I did yeah, do it I'm once with the wind pop. Oh. <laughs> she thinks she's yeah. not. We're going to convince her. This is week cold plunge. Yeah. I did not sign up for a cold plunge. Yeah. I'll do it in May. June, <laughs> June July, I'll I, do a cold plunge. I know. Yeah. I tried doing it like last year in October, I think it was, in Poplar Point there. And I didn't have water shoes, which was problem number one. But we did have to do the Wim Hof, is that what it is? Yeah. Breathing at the beginning. And then we had to go in. And I mean, if I had been able to walk further than two like things, then maybe I would have done it. But I'm excited to do it in May or April because it'll be a little warmer. Yeah. And you know what I'd recommend is before going, just remind yourself or read through, read Google what the benefits are because so much of it is mindset. Yeah. Mm. And I, I'm from California. I've lived in tropical places my whole life, like Miami and Bali. You know, I, I don't like being cold. So I'm with you on that. But when we are, it's mindset, right? So yeah. when we remember why we're doing it, yeah, then it helps us get over the discomfort. And my husband, actually, he's incredible at cold, long cold plunges. He reminded me that if you can get over that first initial sting mm-hmm. and that numbness, then when you pass that, then it, it's actually not as hard. But a yeah. lot of us will get out at that first, like, oh, this is cold. I'm getting out. So I took that advice and I was breathing. Some people breathe slower. Some people just start singing. I mean, whatever you got to do. But if you can get 
past that initial discomfort, then I mean, if anything else, you're just going to get numb. But yeah, yeah. I did it in <laughs> January. You just hypothermia. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. though. Like I did it in her freezer once at uh, this uh, like event and she had a hot tub and then you did it in your freezer. And it was hard. Like you had to do it three times. So the first time it was hard. The second time though, by the time you get to a minute, I was like, I'm just going to go numb, right? You just go numb. You're just like in your brain and in your body yeah, per se. Yeah. yeah. And giving yourself something else to think about is the other important thing. I think with anything, you know, it's what we focus on. It's mm-hmm. like if you're riding a bike and you look at a wall, you're going to run into the wall, right? And I think this goes with so many things. So if yeah. you're in the water thinking about how cold it is, you'll feel cold. But if you're able to clear the mind or think about whatever gets you through it, whether it's the hot tub after or it's, you know, thinking of yourself on a beach in Hawaii, just mentally taking yourself out of the cold, mm-hmm. it allows you you to stay in a lot longer and then you get those benefits. And if nothing else at the end, I know I always feel empowered. Like I can do anything now. (laughs) So maybe we'll, maybe she'll do it. Yeah. Maybe want to be our guide. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're planning on having charcuterie. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I'm doing one this afternoon. If you want to come. Oh, a cold plunge. Well, lake dip. Wow. Okay. You go girl. (laughs) Maybe that's way too short. I'm just going to go to yoga today. Another day. Are you going to just, so I know some people have said that you have to get back into a warm car or like, what's your process? What do you do? Well, that's a great question, depending on my mood of the day. Cause actually there's a lot of benefit to staying, just allowing your body to naturally warm itself up. So a lot of people will just do that. They'll allow their body to warm up. I think it really depends when I, I did it in January and I stayed in five minutes. I don't know how I did it, but I went straight to the hot tub right after (laughs) I was cold. Um, Today, I will see. I mean, there's going to be a hot tub right there, which really might call me in. I'll try to stay out for a little bit, but there are, it is, there's benefits to staying Mm -hmm. out and allowing your body to warm up. I feel like at five minutes in January though, that was like a, like a survival thing. You're like, I'm going to get in that damn hot tub. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I think I was able to stay that long is my husband telling me that, you know, overcoming that initial feeling. And also because I was pumping everyone else up for about an hour before, Mm because it was minus eight outside. And I think just my mindset saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Once I was in, I was like, I've got this. Yeah. So I've never lasted that long, but I'll, we'll see what happens. That's today. Yeah, yeah. Husband, yeah. My husband went with a friend that lives in the Cayman. So, but we, I have a girlfriend who does this daily and uh, I'm like, can you come and guide these guys? Cause it's December just before Christmas and they, or just, it was after, I think. Um, New so, Year's, I think, right? Yeah. yeah New Year's just before. Um, and uh, yeah, they went in and like she guided them through and I don't think they would have lasted. They went in for a minute, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think they would have lasted without having somebody like, okay, now just breathe. Your mind is going to do this to you. The body's like, you're supposed to be tingling. You're supposed to be doing this. And they had something to focus on, which was the voice and the breath and all the stuff instead of like me walking into a, <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. screaming because I'm not you know, focusing on my breath. I'm not, I'm just focusing on the cold. Right. <laughs> you know, isn't this such a beautiful example though of life? I just oh, I feel just like as say. you're saying that and describing it, when we have community, when we have other people around mm-hmm. us, supporting us, reminding us of why we're doing what we're doing, yeah. knowing that we can get through it, knowing what's normal. It's normal to have this. It's normal to have that, the ups and downs and difficulties, but remembering why we're doing it. Yeah. I just feel like that's such a perfect example the way mm-hmm. you described it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we are, we're doing a cold plunge. Yes. <laughs> Some 
some point. I think I'm not gonna say August. <laughs> yeah. Start in August. Work up to. Yeah, I think if I started in June, that's a good time to <laughs> yeah. start. I'm working. And then by September, you'd be like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to start in January. I know there's even. I just even try to do the cold showers. Like that's a. You know, I know there's some, but I can't do it. Those are hard. I. Oh, those are hard. Like for even me at the end, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll just blast it for it, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to do the hot now. I think so everyone like, should go to Scandinavian spa, and then you can just do it there. It's so yeah. easy. Well, and if nothing else, getting the cold water on your face, I've learned, is so good for our face. Yeah. Youthfulness, just the you know the cold water. But again, breath work. So I did cold this morning, and just like getting my mindset for today for the lake dip. And sometimes I just do thirty seconds, like quick and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. And today I just really was like, okay, why am I doing this? And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's it's cool. such a good metaphor for life too. And I'm sure that you could wrap around, you know, it's like how you do one thing is how you do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like how you approach this cold plunge, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, with your mindset and if you know why you're doing it, um, I think there's some wisdom there about, you know, it's kind of probably how you attack a lot of things in life. Yeah. yeah. Not like yeah. me screaming in. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you gotta do, right? Well, I don't know. You kind of approach life full speed ahead. So that was a good metaphor. Yeah, Yeah, we have to make it fun, right? Make it fun, make it our own. And I think having like-minded people around that help remind us to be our best selves and do difficult things for a good reason, you know, it helps us to, I don't know, have make this life worth living and make it adventurous. Well, awesome. Jern, this time just flies by when we're having a great time always. We have a couple quick rapid fire or one yeah, or two yeah. rapid fire questions we like to just throw at throw you. Throw at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell us, we often ask these about motherhood, so that's okay. I hope that's okay. But uh, tell us about a time in motherhood where you learned a lesson that's really surprised you. Oh, okay. A time that I learned a lesson that really surprised me that I can do a lot with very little sleep. (laughs) That is so true of motherhood for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) like, is there, I mean, is there a time that you can think of that you were like, either you felt like really judged for something you did in a parenting choice or a time when you're like, maybe judged yourself a little bit that you maybe had to work on forgiving yourself for that you can think of? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, meltdown in the middle of a grocery store and worried about being judged, but having all the books and podcasts I've listened to saying this is normal and it happens. And then, and just, you know, in that moment, I remember just like crouching down to my son's eyes and just saying, when you're ready, we can go, right? I'm here. When you're ready, we can go. And then I was like, nope, this is too loud. I picked him up and we ran out. And I was like, oh man, I wonder what people were thinking. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I gave like, a good try. You gave oh, me a good girl, try. We got you. Oh, yeah. Girl, that's what I always think. I'm like, oh yeah. girl, I, I got you. Yeah, the, I used to do that. And then one time at Costco, both my kids were melting down and I'm like, nope, because I'm going to get judged whether I let them cry or whether I take them out crying. Right. So I just sat there and then people were giving me and I'm like, do you want a timeout? <laughs> like we're having a timeout, and that's what's happening right now. Right in Costco, I right? Care now. not anymore. You know. Do you know yeah. what the most meaningful things have been that are in those difficult moments when someone walks by and they're like, "We've been there. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. You're doing great." And oh, so yeah. I try to do that now too. When I just see like a mom going through chaos, you know, trying yeah. to to bring you know carrying a bunch of kids, and I just say, "You're doing amazing, right?" Yeah. And I just think the more that we can give yes. each other those words of empowerment, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
That's oh, amazing. Man, that's awesome. Thank you, Journey. Well, thank well, you thanks, so much Jern. for coming in. And um, yeah. Thanks so, for having me. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, and let people know. Oh, yeah. Where can they find where you? Where they can find Second you? Second time I forgot to do I that know. this oh, week. Geez, Holy crap. Yeah. All right. Well, Instagram is my first and last name, Journey Hencart. H E N K A R T. And that's my website as well, journeyhencart.com. I do have a bit of an identity crisis because that's my maiden name, but my married name is Gall and I love being married, but I'll figure that out on another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you to keep stay the true name to your or not? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have it in our uh, bio description. Yeah, yeah journeyhencart.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay awesome. Amazing. Thank Thanks, you, Journey. Thank you. Okay, okay bye. Till next time. Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. So tell us what's going on in your world. What's what's working? What's not working? How we can support you? What are some good topics? And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye. See you.